0: How are you now? Oh, there's only one more left. There's only one more left after today. How are you now? Your Montreal Canadiens lose 4-2 to the New York Islanders. Hello and welcome to episode 81 of the Bottom 6 Minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake and you know... I think we all wanted them to lose that one a little bit. I mean, as much as you can want your team to lose, I think we wanted them to lose that. Um, I, I really didn't want to see the Islanders clinch a playoff spot against the Habs. I, You know, it's, it's kind of fun to play spoiler, but at the same time, you also do not want to spoil your own opportunity at picking in the top five of this particular draft. And the Habs didn't. The Islanders did clinch the playoffs, that is, which eliminates the Pittsburgh Penguins, and uh yeah, the playoff picture in the East is pretty much set at this point um and the habs are not in it so we got one more after today and then we're going to be on to draft content we're going to be on to talking about who are the habs going to pick who should they target who should they not target and we'll be going deep on this channel we'll be going as far as we possibly can into that draft i do not intend to stop my own personal coverage at just who they're going to get in the first round no we want to go we want to see who are the gems that they could pick up later on but before we get into that I got two more games, including this one, to recap. So let's recap it. A 4-2 loss. Not a whole lot to talk about in this one, but a few things to touch on at the very least. So it was a slow start in this one. Not much of anything going on in the first few minutes of the game. There was a few chances, but the Islanders seemed like they were very intent on just playing some solid D, uh, protecting a, a win that they felt like, number one, should be relatively easy for them, and number two, that they really needed. And as a matter of fact, they only needed one point to clinch this one. So... Go about halfway through the period with not a whole lot going on, but then just past midway, Brock Nelson just comes across the blue line into the Habs zone, skates it the high slot, completely unchallenged, and wires one through traffic. Past Samuel Montembeau makes it one nothing for the Islanders. Just over two minutes left. Islanders trying to leave the zone, though. A great strip by Jake Evans as they're trying to get out of the zone. He goes into the middle, feeds Rem Pitlick on the other side. He claps one, and it's 1-1. The Habs tie this thing up, given a little bit of fear of God in the Islanders there. But very shortly after that goal went in, the Islanders went right back down the ice and got one of their own. This time it was a weird one. Uh, it was a point shot. I, I think it was Noah Dobson that took the point shot. It doesn't matter. It got tipped, hits the crossbar, goes up in the air, and lands perfectly for Hudson Fashing in front of the net. He puts that one in, and it's 2-1. to one. That is your score at the end of 20 minutes. We go into the second period, and it's kind of more of the same. Islanders looking like the better team, but it feels closer than it should be, and it feels like they're not too interested in you know, taking any risks. right? They, they've got a 2-1 lead. They maybe feel like the, the Habs aren't going to be able to do too much. Let's just kind of chill out and let this thing uh, play out the way it plays out. Uh, but then just past midway of the uh, point of the period, again, it's this time Noah Dobson, point shot deflected by Brock Nelson and maybe Kyle Palmieri as well on the way through. I'm not sure who they credit it to. I didn't even check. Uh, either way, it doesn't matter. It's 3-1. to one. And the Islanders are half a game away from qualifying for the playoffs. But wait, wait just a moment. Habs are shorthanded a little later in the frame. And puck goes out to center ice. And it's a race for the puck between Nick Suzuki and Samuel Balzuc. And Balzuk has a significant lead in this race, I might add, right? He's a good five or six steps ahead of Suzuki, but Suzuki just turns on the jets, beats him to that puck, frames him out with his hand, and one-hands it, top corner, to make it three to two. I cannot stress this enough. Suzuki was starting from a very disadvantageous position when it came to that puck race he was way behind still managed to win it and then he won hands at top corner an absolutely ridiculous goal in any situation let alone shorthanded nick suzuki big nick energy three to two is your score at the end of 40 minutes and the third period, it feels like both teams are just happy with the score exactly the way it is. The Habs don't seem very interested in scoring at uh, the Islanders' end. The Islanders don't seem very interested in taking any risks, very similar to the first period there. They just want to kind of keep this thing exactly as it is because worst-case scenario, the Habs get a lucky one and they go to overtime. The Islanders still qualify for the playoffs. I don't think they gave a flying fuck if they got it with a loser point or if they got it with a win. Don't think it mattered to them, but it doesn't matter what mattered anyways because late in the frame, uh, Zach Parise with a total dive. Uh, Mike Hoffman's kind of pushing on him from the back, but he, like, Parise literally had his hand on the stick and takes it off the stick well before he even starts to fall to brace a fall that hasn't even started, Yeah, he dove. Came off of his feet, they call Mike Hoffman for cross-checking, and Anders Lee cashes in on the power play makes it four to two that's your final I'm not upset about the dive I'm not even upset about the loss like I said I was kind of rooting for them to lose this one I want them to stay in a top five potential position I want them to have the best possible odds at Connor Bedard I want them to have the best possible odds at maybe even going up to number two overall in the draft and getting Adam Fantilli look it is what it is this was a tank game and um, I, I don't think the Habs laid down and just took it from the islanders in this one i like that they showed a little bit of fight i like that nick suzuki gave us uh you know a spectacular goal just a beautiful piece of hockey to watch on a random wednesday night and uh look they again didn't lay down and take it they showed a little bit of fight i don't mind that game whatsoever not one bit your silver lining of the night i take a wild guess it's nick suzuki um, I've said this before, I'll say it again. I, I think we should be heaping praise on Nick Suzuki for the way that he's handled this season. First year as captain, starts out the year with Kirby Doc and Cole Caulfield, absolutely crushing it. Looked like he was on a 100-point pace at one point. And then Doc gets taken away out of sheer necessity. Caulfield gets taken away due to injury. Doc comes back. He's on his line for like two games, and he's taken away again due to necessity, and then again due to injury. So Suzuki was playing this game at even strength anyways with Yoel Armia and Mike Hoffman as his line mates. I mean, this is not the right season to judge Nick Suzuki unless you can properly apply the context that existed for him, which is that he didn't have normal players to play with. I guess normal players is the wrong term. He didn't have the quality of players that he should have to play with for most of the year. And that's a huge impediment to anybody's progress and he still managed to put up a career year he still managed to put up highlight recall real goals it I think this was a good season for him I don't think he blew the doors off I don't think he wowed anybody to the point where any of his haters are going to all of a sudden become fans but I think as a Habs fan I was very satisfied with what he's done this season I think we should be heaping praise on him I think he faced a lot of adversity and the fact that he was able to do what he's done so far this season despite the fact that that he's been playing with Mike Hoffman half the year, despite the fact that his best line mate, after all the injuries happened, was Rafael Harvey Pinar, who spent most of the year with the Laval Rocket. I'm not trying to shit on these players, all right? I actually think Mike Hoffman played a pretty decent game, and he's had quite a few decent games this year. I really like Rafael Harvey Pinar. I've talked uh, very glowingly about him in many episodes here. Um, I don't even hate Yoel Armia. I I think he's overpaid, and so I, I shit on him a little bit sometimes. But these are not players that should be on Nick Suzuki's wings. He should, and once this team gets healthy and starts getting better, he's going to have better line mates. This is not the, the, the typical circumstances under which Nick Suzuki is going to be required to operate. So I think we have to look at it through that lens and say, listen, sixty mid-60s in terms of points this season, there's no problem with that. As a matter of fact, we can call that a win because realistically he's going to be in line for a lot more when he's got proper line mates with him. In a close second for the... Um, silver lining of the night. Probably would have been Seminole Moldambo in that game. I felt like he played a, a really good game. He's had a lot of really good games this year. Uh, they got outshot pretty heavily by the Islanders. Now, I, I gotta say, a lot of them were cosmetic. They weren't getting to the slot crazy in that game or anything like that. But it took really good shots, or it took um, traffic, or it took tips in the slot or in front of the net for them to beat him, which has been the case in a lot of games this season. Um, the, the team seems to be armying up a little bit in terms of goaltenders. They signed Jakob Dobish. Um, there are rumblings that uh, Frederick DiCiao is going to be the next one to get his entry-level contract. And who knows what they're going to do in the draft. Um, I really like Thomas Milich out in Seattle in WHL. Um, I think he's going to be a late-round pick. I think he's a great pick if they decide to do it. I think this is smart. I think loading up on goaltenders and finding out who can be the next carry Price or who can be something close to the next carry Price. I mean, you might not have another carry Price for 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah, they don't come around all the time. But you need to find somebody who can really take the reins and be that starting goaltender, be that guy who you can rely on for you know 60 games a season and every game in the playoffs, and you can pencil him in there and forget about it. Uh, that's something that they don't have right now, and Samuel Montambeau has definitely entered that conversation this season. I think if you look at his body of work... Um, He's one that you definitely want to continue to evaluate next year. If you put a gun to anybody's head right now, right? Like, imagine you got a gun to your head. Somebody says, next season, the Habs are going to be making the playoffs. And you have to choose among all the goaltenders that they have right now. That's your guy. Is anybody not picking Samuel Montembeau right now? I think we all are. And I think it's the right choice. I think you could make an argument to say well maybe they should trade for somebody if we know we're going to make the playoffs but that's not the exercise here the exercise is you have to pick from the goaltenders that they currently have who are you picking everybody's picking semi on now that being said i think it's smart of them to try and audition some other goaltenders throughout the course of the season i think it would definitely be smart of them to start looking at potential trades but i would not expend a bunch of capital in a trade given the position that the team's in right now we don't know if they're going to be good enough to make the playoffs next year and it doesn't look Based on this season, like they're going to be good enough to make the playoffs next year, unless of course they win the lottery and they get uh, Connor Bedard, then maybe uh, our opinions might change a little bit. But uh, at the end of the day, it's all I'm trying to get across here is I think it's it's smart and it's required of the team to start evaluating goaltenders and just really get that process underway of who is the next you know workhorse starter that they're going to be relying on um, at towards the tail end of the rebuild here. I mean, it is. What it is. Um, les Canadiens seront pas en série. C'est pas mal plate. But what are you going to do? We refocus now after tomorrow, uh, which is the last game tomorrow. I don't even think I mentioned that yet. They're playing Boston. Um, there, there will be no more Habs games. I do find that a little sad. You know, I, I quite enjoy my Habs hockey. Uh, I quite enjoy getting angry about my Habs hockey. I quite enjoy being happy about Habs hockey. I enjoy every second of it. And, um, look, it's going to be a, a long off season again, and uh, we get to refocus. We get to take a look at uh, who's available in the draft. So, on that note, last no- uh, thought that I want to leave everybody with is about the out-of-town scoreboard, which there are no pertinent games tonight. But uh, tomorrow night will be a bit of a different story. So the Habs have Boston, uh, which I, I think there's definitely a risk of two points for the Habs in that one because I don't think Boston's going to be icing their best lineup. Uh, they have nothing to play for. They have the East wrapped up. And the other game, the, the main game that's going to be very uh, interesting for Habs fans to keep an eye on at the very least is going to be Vancouver versus Arizona, which will be a late one for most of us. That one's at 10 p.m. Eastern time. So... I think a lot of us probably, uh, especially on the East Coast, won't be staying up for that one. Habs fans uh, out a little bit further west, we're going to have to ask you to keep an eye on that one for us because it's going to be important. If the Habs get a win, Arizona must get a win. If Arizona gets a win, it doesn't matter if the Habs get a win because as of today... With only one game remaining for both teams, Arizona has a one-point lead, and they're in six last. So, um, look, the only way that the Habs are allowed to win is if Arizona wins, and the problem with that is we don't get to find out whether or not Arizona Arizona's going to win until well after uh, the Habs are finished playing. So, look, I'd like to see a win, and I know that's blasphemy for Tank Nation, so hear me out. I would like to see a win. I think it's good for the confidence going into next year if they get a win. So I'm just rooting as hard as possible that Arizona wins. If the Habs lose, I won't be upset. If they win, I'm also not going to be upset. I'm just going to try to enjoy the final game of the season. I hope everybody here, Tank Nation, not Tank Nation, I don't care. I hope you enjoy the game as well. I hope... It's a barn burner. I hope it ends 9-8 to eight in favor of someone. I hope Nick Suzuki scores a hat trick. Uh, I hope there's a goalie goal into an empty net. I just hope for some fun. It's going to be the last one, so we might as well try to enjoy it. There's no sense in crying over spilled milk. If they finish fifth last, great. If they don't, the worst case scenario for them at this point is sixth last. So they'd still be pretty close to the top five, and they would still have a shot to move up, uh, however slim. And that's it. As fans, you know, this is supposed to be fun. So let's just try to have some fun tomorrow. I'm going to cut it off there because I don't have anything else interesting to say about that game. Uh, Wait, no. Final thought. Uh, Zach Parise is a diver. That was a ridiculous dive. I'm I'm looking at my Twitter notifications, and uh, it just popped up with the gif that I posted. If anybody hasn't seen it, go to my Twitter account. You can take a look at it and judge for yourself. Was that or was that not a dive? It was absolutely a dive. You're a diver, Zach Parise. Hope you lose in the first round. Anyways... uh, (laughs) We're running uh, a little over 15 minutes. So c'est une soirée uh, pas mal uh, tranquille pour les employés de soutien. Uh, we're on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, Megaphone. I'm on Twitter at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow I'd Appreciate it very much. Thank you, as always, for listening. And, of course, à la prochaine.